Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. On the line with me now, Ruchi Parekh, who is an executive and life coach, uh, to talk about some of these elements and how we can maximize them now that we are starting to come back to the next normal, whatever that may be. Ruchi, good morning. Welcome to Weekend Mornings. Good morning, Glenn. Thank you for having me here. Great to have you on the show today. And so much has been happening over these past couple of months, and people have had to uh, adjust in so many ways. Uh, just taking a, a short look back, as you have uh, talked with people over the last couple of months, what have their biggest, maybe two biggest challenges have been for them to deal with life during the circuit breaker? So I think, uh, you know, one of the biggest challenges that most of my clients have faced is this working from home. It's because, uh, you know, mainly since we can't isolate ourselves since our full family's in the house, it's uh, become a matter of how to merge your home and work lives. We're used to having separate physical spaces and suddenly it's all merged together. So, you know, even if you don't have children, it's juggling like the new normal for everybody, whether you're a parent or not, whether you have kids, you have your parents, you have your spouse, you have somebody or the other in the house and you need to manage all the roles you play, suddenly in a new normal. Yeah, and that can really be a, a challenge because we're, we're kind of thrown into um, new dimensions <laughs> that many of us haven't yeah. been in before, right? And, and so exactly. many of us get used to not having the kids around all day long and not being home with our spouse all day long. You know, we have those sort of <laughs> our own circuit breakers of going off to work and the kids going off to school. Uh, and that, exactly. has, that has definitely been different. In addition to as professionals, men and women are, you know, dealing with their own stresses at work and, and maybe with other coworkers or the jobs they're doing. Um, as you look at this work-life harmony balance, do you feel like people have started, you know, to understand it and, and deal with it in the last, let's say, maybe month or so? I think slowly, gradually, people are getting the hang of it. Um, those who are, you know, more, more ready to accept change are doing it better than those who hate change. Having said that, most human beings do not like change, but it becomes a matter of adaptability. Those who are agreeable and, you know, accept that this is my new normal for the next foreseeable future, let's see what I can do and how I can make the most of it, are able to, you know, manage better, are able to thrive even, if I may say so. And it's amazing how people have reacted differently to this global pandemic. So, mm. yes, all kinds of uh, responses and ways of handling it. You know, I know you work a lot with, with women and, and empowering women in the workplace and uh, professionals there. And it, it is interesting that during the circuit breaker, men have had to kind of understand, uh, perhaps in a different way than they have had to before, what being home all the time looks like if, in fact, they're not home during most of their, their working days. Uh, and, and trying to juggle maybe in some ways what, what women have had to juggle for many years, which is that really home and work balance. Um, what have you noticed along those lines? I'm so glad you brought this up because it's literally like the elephant in the room. It's, <laughs> you know, what used to be the struggle and juggle for only women is now faced by men too. Mm. They are home with the kids. They have the wife. They may even have parents. They need to share responsibilities with kids screaming in the background sometimes when they're on calls and in the midst of an important boardroom meeting. Right. So, it's you know, previously that used to mainly be the juggling of all the roles for women. 
is for both men and women there. And I want to reach out to all the men out there and say, you are doing an amazing job. Hang in there. Oh, that's it nice does of, get easier. That's of nice of you does. to say that. Well, no, if, if nothing else, I think we'll all have a little bit more empathy for each other's uh, situations uh, when, when this is all said and done. Uh, speaking with Ruchi Parek, an executive and life coach. And, and Ruchi, when you think of, of tips now and sort of how to have it all as we are all trying to move into our, our, our next phase of, of life and work, whatever that's going to look like. We're not even sure what that's exactly going to look like. Yeah. Uh, but um, h- how, do we, how do we prioritize the things that we need to focus on next uh, for, let's say, for our business lives? You know, um, be it your business life or your personal life, if you want to have it all, if you want to be able to, you know, prioritize and lead a, you know, more fulfilled life, even under such conditions, uh, it's very, very important to first start with being kind to yourself. It is so important to give yourself permission to go easy. The reason most people are unhappy at present is because they're so hard on themselves. You know, they set these unrealistic benchmarks, and the minute they're getting close to that benchmark or bar, they set it even higher. So they're not even able to reach it in in effect, making them believe that they are no good. So you want to be able to prioritize anything in life, prioritize yourself first. Go easy, give yourself permission to go easy and be you. Perfect in your imperfections and victorious in your small defeats. The minute you go easy on yourself, the instant you give yourself permission that it's okay to go slow, take things step by step, you will start noticing and realizing how things get simple and easy. So yes, start with going easy on yourself. Another thing that you need to do is to check in with yourself constantly. What do you mean by that? What I mean is you need to understand what your priorities are, what does um, you know, maybe having it all, what being successful, what being, uh, you know, fulfilled means to you. We are so concerned with what the world has told us, what the world's definition of doing things, that we forget what really matters to us. You need to feel good about yourself and your life. It's not about being a superhero. It's having and living a life that's true to who you are. And Richie, what? how how do we though, as as busy business men and women, how, how do we even go about setting some of those goals in an era where there is so much uncertainty ahead of us? And even though we know that you know phase one is coming on Tuesday, and hopefully phase two by the end of June, et cetera, et cetera, we we don't really know what the next six months or a year is going to look like in terms of. Our work life, uh, are we going to be working from home still or whatever? How, how can we go about setting some of these goals to achieve having it all or having whatever it is that we're looking to have? So, you know, we are passing through unprecedented times. I know I don't, most people don't like using this word, but yes, no one in the world could have planned for this. People are having to cope with stuff that they never in their wildest dreams had prepared for. It's going to be very hard to set goals in this environment. It's not the ideal time, but if you do decide to set goals, ensure that you're setting flexible goals, and again, you're going easy on yourself. I especially want to reach out to high achievers, ambitious high performers who you know, are uh, labeled as such by their companies and their organizations, and I'm 
seeing this with my experiencing this with my clients as well you know it's become it's extremely hard for high performers and high achievers who always been in a position of juggling the roles and of being able to manage crises for all the people in their environment suddenly they are you know stuck too they are mm. normally quick to manage handling uh, these crises but right now they finding it hard because there's no precedent it's like a pressure cooker situation the pressure is building people are turning to you looking up to you and you know expecting you to come with results yeah. it's very hard be honest and say truthfully that yes we're going to be setting goals we're going to be planning but it may it may change it may evolve because the situation the world the whole environment is evolving on a daily basis so set goals that are flexible and ensure that your organization your staff your you know your managers your c suite exec everyone is aware that these are goals that may change because it's literally not in your control right now in nobody's control right now the way this virus has hit us yeah we're talking with richie parak the executive and life coach and richie do some of those goals that goal setting does it break down differently along gender lines you know do men and women think differently about what these goals going forward might be in your experience absolutely you know as men and women we are made differently we are uh, like i said women have uh, you know just always taken over juggling the role of a housewife of or not even a housewife of being a housemaker even if she's working of running the, the kitchen or managing the kids previously men would just have to you know bear the financial burden and uh, be the breadwinner so they thought in those lines they just focused on the work because they knew that the women or the wife is managing the house so you know previously we did look at our lives our goals our planning everything differently uh unfortunately that has beginning to change i'm noticing it in my clients i'm noticing it in the professionals who i'm working with their mindset is changing because now even like i said men are looking to trying to juggle help in the house house chores maybe even manage homeschooling with the kids so that line that we had previously is getting merged So yeah. again, go easy on yourself. Don't be so hard. This mm. is something which is not anyone expected you to be prepared for. Let's Richard, let let's pass. let's talk la- finally about about setting boundaries, right? This is very important and I know some of us have had uh, varying amounts of success with doing that over the past couple of months at home. You know, every time your kid comes in the room where you're working trying to do your work and, you know, all of a sudden it turns into a 20-minute detour from whatever it is you were working on. Uh yeah. I think we've many of us have had that experience, but um you know setting these boundaries maybe not necessarily in terms of just you know how to deal with your kids but but you're you're a strong proponent of of saying no i mean i think that's a great that's one of the best words in the english language uh when used appropriately and in the right tone and context uh but tell tell us about your your ideas about setting boundaries so having healthy boundaries actually means knowing and understanding what your limits are Our personal boundaries aren't as obvious as a fence or a giant no trespassing sign. Unfortunately, they're more like these invisible bubbles or principles about what you will or will not allow or stand for or do in your life. Mm. Setting boundaries is an important part of establishing your identity 
and is crucial for your mental health. You know, professionals who seem to have it all, who seem to be looking and managing so beautifully are honoring their needs enough to express their boundaries in a very loving and respectful manner. They're, you know, boundaries are essential to keep you sane, even with your family. Sometimes understanding and believing no is enough. And there are ways you can do it. There are simple ways of doing it. One, for one, you know, you should be assertive rather than aggressive. Being assertive means using words that are not offensive. Being respectful for the person in front of you. One way of doing that is using the I message. I love the I message, and I know most of my clients who I've shared it with love it, love it too. So what is that? What is the I message? Yeah. I'll quickly tell you what the I message is. Um, stick with statements that use I in them instead of you. Mm. So instead of saying, you always do this, you need to stop, you should say, I think that this needs to stop. It, when you use words starting with you, it comes up more of a judgment or as an attack, and it puts people in the defensive. But if you use sentences that start with I, the focus is more on how you are feeling, how you are affected by the behavior. It also shows more ownership of your reactions and less blame. So, you know, it minimizes defensiveness. It models the act of taking responsibility. Let me give you a last example mm. for a you message says, you need to stop doing that. An I message instead would be, I'd like it if you'd stop that. So, you know, set boundaries and set them in a way that the person in front of you doesn't feel offended. Very interesting. Ruchi, how can people get in touch with you if they need to find you and want to have a, a further discussion with you? I have a website which is called ruchiparik.com and I am on Facebook and Instagram known as Coach Ruch. So I'm happy to get in touch with whoever would like some support in this time. All right. Thanks so much for being on with us today. Ruchi Parik, executive and life coach. Uh, appreciate your thoughts today. Thank you so much, Glenn. It was a pleasure. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.